Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports Professor Rick Harrow, inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, and it is an amazing January with so many things happening, the NFL playoffs, the National Collegiate Championship, hockey, basketball, ending up close to the All-Star Game, Major League Baseball with some blockbuster events beginning spring training. And our issues are deal-making 3-1. to one. So let's get started. Three. Apple TV set to enter a bidding war for Premier League rights. Preparing the bid for the next set of Premier League broadcasting television rights that would transform the way the top-flight broadcast is done in this country. Tech Giant is looking to increase their live football coverage with a 10-year contract to broadcast Major League Soccer beginning next month as well. They already dipped their toe into the Premier League market by making a documentary about the European Soccer League called The War for Football, which was released this week. The Premier League current three-year deal with Sky Sports and BT expires in 2025 with the process of the next set of rights due to begin this year. Many clubs with American owners, such as Chelsea under Todd Bewley, are convinced that $5.1 billion over three years as the current rights are undervalued and are looking to U.S. tech companies to drive up the price. A serious bid from Apple is a big threat to Sky Sports' uh, dominance of the Premier League coverage since they gained exclusive rights to the competition in 1992 as they have the financial clout to challenge them. Apple TV continues to expand their portfolio and fill out their platform with some of the best sports content out there. Two. The NWSL opens their media rights negotiation. Commissioner Jessica Berman confirmed the league's exclusive negotiating window with incumbent rights holder CBS has expired. Negotiations set to start shortly with other potential media outlets. The three-year, $4.5 million deal expires after this next season, and the new deal and negotiations come on the heel of increased investment in the league from owners, including a salary cap increase of 25% to $1.375 million and an expected two-team expansion to 14 teams in 2024. Her biggest three goals in the New Deal, term, reach, and dollars, airing US and WNT throughout the year. Two cable networks could conceivably air games. Warner Brothers Discovery, the new home of U.S. soccer, out of the bidding, is not really out of the bidding because of that. They may have these rights in their sites. One. Amazon deals in make goods for advertisers following a rather disappointing debut of Thursday Night Football, compensating advertisers with make goods after the short uh, uh, reach for the company's guarantee, according to Insider and Front Office Sports. Amazon issued most of the compensatory ads during the 2022 season, including giving advertisers spots on Amazon platforms such as Prime Video Streams. TNF averaged 9.6 million viewers per Nielsen and 11.3 million per Amazon's internal metrics, short of the 12.5 million the company said to have guaranteed advertisers prior to the season. 
While the last season was the least watched since 2013, viewership increased 18% from the last year on Fox and NFL uh, Network in the adult 18 to 34 demographic, the highest increase for any NFL package in that group since 2014. Amazon will increase their inventory by one game for 16 total, including a Black Friday matchup next year. Thursday night games saw an 11% jump in viewers between 18 and 34-year-olds compared to last year. That's the big number to keep in mind. Deal-making issue number one. Well, football's on our mind, and we have the benefit of a friend who just took a blockbuster position with the Chicago Bears. Kevin Warren was the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings, the highest-ranking African-American executive working in the business side of an NFL team. That was before he took his position a year and a half ago as commissioner of the Big Ten. He received his first exposure to sports law after receiving his law degree from Notre Dame and working on NCAA violation cases for various universities and various law firms. Hired by the St. Louis Rams, he took on a front office position, then a stint with the Detroit Lions, and then he joined the Vikings in 2005 after working with the current ownership group during the construction of the, uh, of the stadium, which hosted the Super Bowl three years ago. U.S. Bank Stadium is a treat to see. Everybody needs to see it and look at it. It was difficult to do. I was somewhat involved in stages where there were failures relative to old ownership and what to do and where to cite it. And, of course, Kevin navigated through that. He received his MBA from his hometown, Arizona State University, and his law degree from the University of Notre Dame School of Law, an athlete, an entrepreneur, and most important for this interview, he took a position as the president of the Chicago Bears, negotiating and looking at the various stadium options in Chicago, in Arlington Heights, and obviously on the field performance is a top priority for the Bears. Interview we did with Kevin back during Minnesota Super Bowl times, very relevant today because of his perspective. We'll follow up with Kevin later in the year to see how he's doing in Chicago. I give you Kevin Warren. First of all, your family has a history in football, but also your family's had a history of overcoming and, 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 and thriving. Your mom, a sharecropper, your dad and grandpa were involved in football, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, my parents, I think because we didn't grow up with much, yeah. uh, my parents were both educators and pushed us hard from an education standpoint. We didn't have a lot of financial resources that I, I literally have seen the people used to tell people, you know, seeing somebody give their shirt off their back, I really have seen my mom do that. We, we, were, we were the house that, that always people knew that they could come to get a warm meal. And even, uh, it, it's it very emotional, even for me at my mom's funeral, a couple years ago, there were people, she had a $25 book scholarship. And there were some of those students that she gave book scholarships literally 50 years ago came to her funeral. And you think $25, you know, you blow that on a lunch. And, 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 and that's what she did. So I just was raised that way. So fortunately, I married a woman, uh, Greta, who feels the same way. And uh, to be able to help kids with backpacks and scholarships, we just did something yesterday with Team Smile, uh, 250 kids uh, where they got a chance to get, dentists came and volunteered their time. There were a couple kids that said, this is the happiest day of my life because now I don't have to share my toothbrush with my brother anymore. There were some kids there who had never had a toothbrush. And so when you start thinking about some of the things that we worry about, you know, did they get the size of our suite right or, or all of a sudden our DVD player or CD or, 
Hulu or whatever the case is not working, you know, some of the things we worry about, which, which, which room we're going to go take a nap in, and then there's some people that have never had a toothbrush. And so that's kind of where my, my heart is, and so I just try to use this platform as an opportunity to bring awareness to it and raise money and, and change lives. You can obviously tell your passion as it relates to all philanthropy. Let's talk about some of the others. Vikings women, talk no. about that. I mean, our, 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 our Vikings women have been outstanding. You know, we launched our Vikings Foundation this year, uh, which is a, a, exciting. And then to be able to pull together you know, our women. I mean, three of our nine vice presidents are women. And now to be involved with the, some of the work that our women are doing has been unbelievable. It's exciting to see them really step up. We were at a lunch earlier today, uh, Unsung Heroes, and to see our organization, our women, and, and all the stuff they're doing. We got them in a scouting department, a salary cap, our, our general counsel is a woman, our VP of finance is a woman, I mean, our VP of special projects at the stadium. I mean, we have them in key positions. So it's just been a blessing to be able to see them and empower them. And I look forward to the day that we have a woman head coach in the league. and. Uh, woman GM, and, and, and again, I work for the only woman owner in the history of the NFL, Georgia Frontier, general partner, so it's been a blessing to, to be around strong, powerful women. Carolyn's Comforts, what's yes. that? Yeah, my sister Carolyn, who really helped raise me, she went through a, a divorce, so moved back home when I was probably about eight or nine years old, and her room was right across from my room, and so it was very instrumental in my life, and so Greta and I, my wife and I, made a commitment um, to really change the lives of people who are battling cancer. And so this is a pediatric cancer assistance fund where they can call and get money. We've already given out over $100,000, over 300 grants. We're having a dinner uh, tomorrow night at our house. And, uh, and again, so it's been a blessing to, uh, to see these. When you see these young kids uh, send you notes about they're happy now that they can buy a wig that they wear uh, because their hair fell out and a little girl who's seven years old. So we're just trying to, again, change lives. God has truly blessed us. I'm humbled. You know, a lot of times I ask why me, and we just want to give back as much as we can. I'm sure I'm going to miss some, but the program you have for first-generation college yeah. students, oh, yeah. no amazing, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, again, we want to give people an opportunity. These are first-generation college students who haven't had a chance to go to college. And so they get a four-year, $5,000 a year scholarship, so $20,000 scholarship that they get for the college of their choice, just to give them a chance. Because these are people that are trying to to better themselves. And so we got our first group started this year. So we'll, every year we have four now, we'll go to eight, 12, 16, and we'll have 16 people in college at one time. So it's been a blessing. They're doing well in school. They're doing good grades. Some of them are bigger schools. Some of them are at junior colleges. But the fact of the matter is they're in school and not on the streets. Any other huge Viking-related slash Kevin Warren-related charitable programs I missed? You know, you know I'm going to do something <laughs> this offseason, uh, which would be really cool, is that I'm going to take five Jewish kids and five black kids to Washington, D.C. I'm going to spend one day at the Holocaust Museum, one day at the African American Museum, and we're going to sit down and talk about these issues. It's only 10 kids, but I think it'll be the start of something special. You don't, gratuitous, you don't have to do this, obviously. You are the highest uh, African American administrative officer yeah. in the NFL. Part of it's that, but part of it's you have a good heart. Well, I just, I, I was raised that way. I mean, you always got, my parents always would tell us, leave the lights on. We opened right. U.S. Bank Stadium. How proud of you last year? I mean, this place is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for all of the people who had a chance to work on the stadium, uh, to really come together. And it was interesting when you build these stadiums, as you know as well as anyone, there are a lot of naysayers and people who said, what is this about? What are you spending money on? and then to be able to see everyone come here in the town for this to be the epicenter really of the sports universe right now is that but for that stadium we wouldn't be here today so I'm proud for the people that put a lot of effort into it. Quite clearly and you are a team player and effectively humble yet you are one of the guiding forces 
how do you make you feel where people there, there's you can't find anybody who's against this deal yet, right? Not, there's not, nobody around. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> not now. Not yeah. now. Yeah, clearly, it's kind of like the Stefan Diggs catch. There were if you talked to everyone who said they were there, it'd be three hundred thousand people. And uh, but yeah, every everyone's forward, and I think this is another testament of the importance of public-private partnerships. People coming together when you do this, it doesn't make a difference. And I think now we're starting to dream about being another, bringing another one back here within the next ten years. Yeah, and, and of course that's what you do after a successful event. Yes. Economic impact of this uh, building. Uh, and therefore, Super Bowl, Final Fours, conventions, and all in the region significant. Oh, yeah, absolutely, major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just beginning. I mean, you yeah. think about it. We've only been open for two seasons, right. and what's already done to host the Super Bowl, our Vikings game, some of the greatest memories, concerts, we have the Final Four coming. I mean, it's, it really has been uh, what you hoped it, it would become, and it's just real. It's still in its infancy. Kevin Warren has a very unique perspective as he moves forward. Wishing him good luck in his new job. Let's look at the Sports Tech Minute. Web3 looks to build off a big 2022. New heights looking to be reached every year. Nuance is hard to find in conversations about Web3.0. Evangelists believe blockchain-based technology is the answer to all sport technology and all of society's ills, while critics refuse to believe NFTs will ever amount to anything more than exploitative vehicles for speculation. Several NFT projects have used sports as a way to convince the public to part with their cash, and some have worked well, others haven't. And some NFTs will be financially viable in the same way a piece of artwork will. Buying something in Web 3.0 will be like buying something in the real world and not necessarily an investment, but we'll have to see how it all shakes out. And that's your Tech Minute with a little bit of prediction on the future. How about the Sports Gambling Minute? Sports betting in Nebraska inches closer as the state reports about $3 million in tax revenue from slots in 2022. Governor Jim Pillen will sign off on a process that could take several weeks. The offers from sports books and others will be submitted to the Secretary of State's office and become official approximately a week after that. And given all the steps needed, unlikely sports betting will be legal in Nebraska by the time Super Bowl kicks off in February. And while March Madness could be the state's introduction to legal betting, the odds are on wagers being legal by the time college football begins and the NFL resumes. Paramutual wagers on live and simulcast horse races set an all-time low of $55 million in 2022, essentially flat with 2020, a year when some coronavirus restrictions were in place. And obviously this is a whole new deal for the state of Nebraska. Well, that's your sports gambling minute. Now let's talk about the good sports issues, and there have been many good sports. Five, the USFL updates the CBA for the 2023 season, setting higher salaries than the rival XFL. We will see this rivalry all the way through this next year. Memphis uh, Showboats uh, will join the Upstart Spring League once things kick off for their second year and a lot of charity work will go into both the usfl and the new rival old rival xfl joe burrow blake griffin and others are among athletes investing in farming agricultural investment tax breaks but by mid-november the market turned favorable and more announcements of the biggest deal ever brand in the alcohol space, but for farmers as well, the market has changed for the better. 
One Manchester United shareholder sold 3 million shares after the price soared following Malcolm Glazer's, and excuse me, the Glazer family's announcement that they're interested in looking at ownership changes. And the Glazer 17-year reign at Old Trafford might be coming to an end. Saw the price and shares increase to 6 million of them traded on the open market around Thanksgiving. Tamar Hamlin's Toy Drive, a great story. The plan for the 8.6 million or more, the Giving Back Fund, the Chasing M Foundation, the incredible excitement continues around it, and more and more charities will get into the deal of how to best maximize the leverage caused by this unbelievable event. And then Joe Eskenazi Schmecki, how can boost sports training, fitness trackers, Esports, for example, stands to experience a huge boom in popularity once people have access to the right types of training equipment. And obviously, the idea of of physical benefits from esports has been laughable. It's been a contradiction. Not now. People are trying to figure out how not only to make money on it, but how to generate some significant excitement from it. And that's your show for the week. We'd like to thank again. Kevin Warren for adding his wisdom. We'll be hearing more from him to be sure. We'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for helping to put this together. We'd like to thank you and Liz for listening and watching. And join us next time when we go inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the sports professor, Rick Harrow. Speak with you soon.